In this episode, we peek into WYSIWYG's new game, Planet of the Apes. Plus, we review an expansion to the Race for the Galaxy mobile app. Finally, we talk to one of the community coordinators to Adventures League. Roll the dice. Hey, nerds! It's Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Exclusive tabletop game podcast for the uh, Pacific Northwest. There will definitely be some bet. That's probably our best. That, that's, that's, our, that's our best feature. You are listening to the Geeks of Cascadia podcast, featuring Steve Hobbs, Paul Anderson, and Joe Costa. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. This segment of the podcast is sponsored by Dragonflight, a tabletop games convention dedicated to promoting the educational and social benefits of gaming in the Pacific Northwest. Sign up now for the August 24th through 26th convention at the Bellevue Hilton at dragonflight.org. Now back to our show. Hey, geeks. Welcome to Geeks of Cascadia. It's episode 23. 23. That's right. Uh, Last we talked to you, geeks, it was right after OrcaCon. OrcaCon was so great. And we are refreshed from OrcaCon. And we, we brought our friend... Hello. Rebecca. How's it going, Rebecca? It's going very well. Thank you for inquiring. How did you enjoy OrcaCon? I thought OrcaCon was was delightful. Yeah, speaking in the mic. I I, I thought OrcaCon was delightful. Yes. Yes. Anyway. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. I learned some new games. I kind of got stuck playing a game Mm -hmm. too long. I met a lot of nice people. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I bought something. Yes. What did you play? You played Ice Cool? I played Ice Cool, that little... Game for little kids. Yeah. That's so fun. Yeah. So who'd you play that with? Don't remember the dude's name. Was does it Jesse? I played with actually a couple different rounds mm-hmm. of people. I stayed up okay. there after you left. Okay. Me. I you also played Car Wars. I played right? Car Wars, and, and you qualified for the and I qualified final. for the final. But but it's it's a really long game. It is, and, and I was not prepared to hang out for another two and a half to three hours. Oh, you're kidding. What time did it, that end, Steve? It was like two and a half hours. Oh, it passed My midnight. Game. It was past midnight. But, but it was fun. It was fun if you would listen to our Car Wars special, which yes. is just before this yes. episode. Now. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It was, it was, you, so it you was missed fun. out. It was a fun game. You did. You missed out. I did. did. If I had more of a 20-year-old energy level. So just to let the folks know, uh, Joe is not with us today. We have a crazy schedule, but I think think he'll be on the next episode or the episode afterwards. But, Paul, what do we got going for this episode? Well, we're going to talk about Brink of War, which is the Race for the Galaxy expansion Mm -hmm. game for your phones. We're going to talk to Simon Berman from WYSIWYG Games. They're making... um, Planet of the Apes. And uh, we saw that. It was pretty cool. It looks really cool. It does look cool. It, it, it's, it's like halfway done, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. It kickstarts in the spring. It's got apes. It's got apes. Really? It's apes got, are cool. Got, got real apes? Yes, real apes. Real I'll buy that. Yes. That's right. Yes. I'll buy that. Again. There's That's little right. apes that run around on your table. Mm-hmm. Nice. If you pull the magic like, banana card. You win the game. It's like Donkey Kong. That's right. Totally. That's what it is. But, um... So it's also three-dimensional, because the yeah. trees come up about 12 inches off the table, and there's three levels. That's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. a local local uh, developer. Yes, who got awesome. the IP for this, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And we talked to um, 
Jody Merch from the Indian Adventures League. We love which, Adventures League. Which also was crazy at OrcaCon. It was spilling over yes. into the hallways. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody wanted to play Adventures League. And as the listeners know, or they should know, Adventures League is part of the whole... Uh, uh, part of Wizards of the Coast, kind of, sort of, and it promotes D&D. In fact, tonight is D&D night for us, right? <laughs> but by the way, where's my Volos guide? I broke out the heart. Oh, that's right. i got to get you your Volos that's guide. That's right. We should've, I should have had it right here for this podcast. This, phone, this, this video thing. Unfortunately, it is in the car. Oh, dude. <laughs> so you are killing get, me. I'll have to get that out. It would have been great to just pull it out right here right on camera would have been just cool. seeing your eyes explode yes because it's the alternate cover <laughs> yes oh, I know right that. it's the alternate oh, cover I wish I would have known I wish I would have taken all of those yeah. things to Jeremy Crawford at the con and said please sign all of these books oh, that maybe awesome. I'll get one he did sign my book he signed my book that was pretty and cool. that was nice to him what did he what? say when you told him you, he neutered your samurai well okay so <laughs> I, I did uh, I told Jeremy Crawford that I was not happy with the samurai changes in Xanathar's guide. And I get what he he told me was is like, look, it was it was too powerful. Took away your rod, didn't he? And <laughs> no, no, but he did he addressed the issue that like, well, we give you five points, five extra hit points, and it's a tough fighter. Um, but I'm still kind of sad. But I understand. But as but we know, got we got a cool DM though. As you know from listening to Dragon Dragon Talk, DM. DMs are the ultimate judge. Yes, they get to choose what you get to use. Mm-hmm. So you get to use the Unearthed Arcana. That's right. That's right. Plus fifty to bucks because but it's worth our it. DM Steve is awesome. Yes. So the Xanthers guide doesn't trump mm-hmm. anything that came before, and you have to go. No, DMs rule the world. And thanks okay. to the two tanks here, the Samurai and the Barbarian, Squishy's you roll. live. Squishy's you live. Roll. The, you're a sorcerer, right? Or you're a yeah. wizard? Like you're a, a classist. <laughs> you're a classist. I'm a warlock. Yeah, warlock. They're I great. Talk. Cast the two spells. <laughs> now i got to go to sleep. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway. Wow, you're really effective, Paul. <laughs> um, I was the hero last time. So, we can <laughs> Anyway, we gotta get we gotta get into fair share of kills. So, (laughs) Geeks of Cascadia is about you know developers and convention and 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 news tabletop game news. So why don't we go to that? We got some pretty good interviews. You want to talk about cons at all? Oh yeah, yeah. Con information. Throw us some con information. Homework after work. Throw throw us some con. Okay, so February um, 9th to eleventh, we've got Beyond Con in Gig Harbor. There's a costuming relaxicon where it's for costumers and cosplayers. Um, uh, February 16th through 18th, we've got RadCon in mm-hmm. um, Pasco. It's a sci-fi fantasy con. I'm not sure what this is or what this abbreviation means, but um, March 1st through 4th, we've got ECCC in Seattle. Seriously? Some dumb thing. I don't know. You, you People know, with what? You know what that is, right? <laughs> you seriously don't know what that Temple is? City Comic Con. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> He was lost. Totally Okay, go ahead. Uh, March 10th through 11th, we've got mm-hmm. Lantasy Con, which we talked about on our last official podcast. That's right, check it That's out. That's in Victoria, mm-hmm. D.C. It's all kinds of games, land stuff, tabletop stuff, panels, very cool. Also, at the end of March, we've got Norwest Con, and I think they're still at early bird rates through January. Right, and we interviewed them. our last, last podcast. Um, and that's a, that's in Longview or SeaTac or 
It's a sci-fi sci- 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 fantasy con. Check so out their website. Check out their website, norwestcon.org. Anything else? That's all I got for now. There's a lot more cons coming up, but this is we're going to have another podcast. Ah, you will have another podcast. Yeah. So who should we listen to first? Let's listen to Simon Berman from WYSIWYG Games about Planet of the Apes game. I love Planet of the Apes. Let's check it out, right? <laughs> <laughs> now. This part of the episode is brought to you by Games Plus. From board games to role-playing games to miniatures, we have something for the whole family. Come to Games Plus in Lake Stevens, Washington. Now, back to our show. Hey, Geeks. Blue Samurai here with Paul, and I am with Simon Berman. How's it going? I'm doing pretty good. You know, we, uh, we've we heard a lot about your game yeah. during the con, so you got to go talk to this guy. <laughs> I saw a bunch of social media stuff a few days ago, too. Pictures. Oh, good. I'm earning my keep, then. And we saw these this cool display that we'll probably have pictures of and put it on Facebook, because I'm talking to Paul here, and he does all that stuff. Yeah, sure. It's one of my many hats. And uh, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, we're uh, producing the uh, officially licensed Planet of the Apes miniatures board game. And uh, we're here pro- we're here demoing our prototype for the weekend, uh, okay. and we're going to be on Kickstarter later in the spring. And the name of your company? Uh, what You See is What You Games, or WYSIWYG. Okay. So, is this, this is not your first game that you develop, right? Now you develop uh, other games as well? I'm a developer. Uh, I'm the community manager, okay. and occasionally convention coordinator, and sometimes proofreader slash... Uh, I get some input here and there. Okay. Well, cool. But, no, I've worked in the game industry for uh, a decade now. Okay. Cool. Is there other games that the company's put out then? So, uh, the creator and uh, developer of uh, Planet of the Apes, his first game is called Z First Impact, and it was released in France a few years ago, did very well over there, and we're actually getting ready to bring an English edition to uh, Kickstarter this mm-hmm. winter. And how did you get the license for this? So that's that's yeah. a good story, actually. Uh, uh, Hervé Sonnier, who's the, uh, the developer, mm-hmm. um, he lives in France. And uh, people may not know this, but uh, the original Planet of the Apes novel is French, actually. Oh. And uh, okay. it's really, really big over there because it's one of their, their big claims to fame is having, you know, create one of these pillars of the science fiction mm-hmm. um, canon uh, in the, I guess, the late 50s, early 60s. And um, Hervé is a member of a, a big fan group for Planet of the Apes. And he got to talking with uh, the people who own the license and Fox and mm-hmm. uh, well, not Disney, but uh, we do it all through, through 21st Century Fox. And uh, yeah, he, uh, he purchased the license about a year ago, and we've been <clears throat> developing the game ever since. Wow, awesome. Yeah, we talked. Who was it that we talked to? They got they got the uh, license from uh, uh, for Game of Thrones. You just met him at a restaurant. <laughs> it's just amazing. That was Chris. That's right. It was Chris that did that. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. 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 (laughs) He's in my wargaming club. Okay. Well, great. So how did you... How how was this... Well, you're you're the the community relations guy, but how was it developed? I mean, obviously you got the license. It's like, okay, now what do we do with it? How do we come up with something? Well, they they had pitched kind of a basic idea for a game to 20th century... Or 21st century Fox. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, they they won't just sell a license to anybody. You have to have some kind of... Credibility, uh-huh. and um, everybody, of course, designed other games. And uh, you know, he told me I want to make an adventure game that kind of has the the cool characters from the new movies. And uh, he had this really great idea for doing uh, vertical movement as part of the game, so that, that uh, multi-story trees could be part of your your characters would move around them, and that would be a big tactical part of the game. And I guess Fox thought that was pretty cool. So, yeah, I think it is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, obviously this is a, this is a fairly crude prototype we have here. This will all be everything you're seeing right now will be done in plastic in the actual board game. But uh, right. So speaking of this, uh, the Kickstarter coming up. So besides uh, the. I, I see the figures here. They're kind of paper on stands, yeah. and you're going to have actual figures. What, what else can a Kickstarter backer get? Uh, so they will get a, a core set that's going to have the um, a, probably a double-sided map, mm-hmm. uh, which uses different scenarios in the game. One with a dam in it? Can't promise that. Okay, all right. Maybe. <laughs> it just seems uh, like a dam is always in their movies. but we, We've yeah. got some big plans. Okay. I can't talk about the specifics on that, but you'll have a, a, a game board probably double-sided, mm-hmm. uh, three to four of the multi-level trees, so they'll be two, uh, with two le- well, three levels with the ground, effectively. Uh, we actually just posted some resin prototypes of what the classics will look like a few weeks ago because we're hashing out all our manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then around 30 to 40 miniatures in the core set alone. Wow. Uh, that'll include... Uh, apes, a variety of kind of standard chimpanzees with spears and bolas and mm-hmm. um, bows and arrows, uh, gorillas, and then of course, and, uh, for the human forces who are the bad guys, uh, there'll be a variety of human soldiers um, mm-hmm. and some other equipment and stuff we're working on with them. And then of course we'll have all the heroes from the movies, so you'll have sure. uh, Caesar, Maurice, Bad Ape. Um, in fact, uh, we're about to release uh, the first painted version of Bad Ape. We have a, a professional painter doing up mm-hmm. one set of them because while they're not necessarily you know, um, hobby quality miniatures. They're still going to look really cool when they're painted up. Right. Um, and I think I think people are going to have a lot of fun adding those to their collections. Are you, are you thinking about stretch goals? Maybe we are all? thinking about stretch goals. I don't want to say I don't want to marry myself to anything specific. Right. But one of the things we are talking about is we do have the classic Planet of the Apes license. Oh and there's wow! Very okay. very good chance that you're going to see uh, the classic Ape set as a standalone box. Okay. Uh, in that Kickstarter. In fact, we actually just teased Orcus mm-hmm. from the TV show, a uh, 3D prototype of him. Just oh, okay. Or maybe perhaps an expansion someday. Who knows? Yeah, but I, th- I think you'll be seeing, you know, Dr. Zayas and those guys showing up because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we all like the new movies, but we, we love the old ones. Oh, too. yeah, I remember the old ones. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm. I wish you luck on this. I hope it uh, does really well. So, where, what other conventions are you going? Is this the last one before the Kickstarter? No, or you got we'll one? be at, we'll be at LVO, mm-hmm. uh, Las Vegas Open, in uh, less than two weeks now. Okay. Um, we'll be at Adepticon in the spring, and then probably you'll find us at the big shows this summer. But we're still hashing all of that out. But I think we'll probably be at Gen Con and probably Origins. Uh, maybe Kingdom Con in San Diego okay. in the spring too. Now your, your um, banner says it kicks in spring. Do you guys, it can be more specific. Not just yet. I would say probably late okay. spring at this point. Okay. Um, but certainly coming up pretty soon. And okay. then you know, we're, like I said, we're also working on Z First Impact, which is the uh, the zombie game the creators made. Um, so that game's done. It's been made. You know, he sold thousands of copies in France. And I think we're going to do an English language tra- edition of that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is nice because, you know, we can do a little Kickstarter basically just to print translated rules with some extra content. And that's coming. That's going to be coming a little bit before Apes, so probably late winter this year. Okay. Cool. That sounds fun. So how do we get a hold of you? On, on the socials? What, what's your socials, yeah. your websites? Uh, you can find us at uh, WYSIWYG on uh, Facebook, W-Y-S-I-G-W-Y-G. Uh, hopefully you guys will throw it in your show notes because I put it a mouthful on here. But, yeah, we're on... Uh, that if you look for your Google Planet of the Apes, the miniatures board game, you'll find us that way too. And okay. we just launched a new website with a bunch of stuff, and you can see all everything we've got coming out this year. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Simon. I wish you well. Thanks, Good luck. Thanks for your time. This episode has been brought to you by Vern and Wells, an all-inclusive, members-only social club for geek professionals in the style of Victorian parlors of old, a space for this new breed of geek. Visit us at www.vnw. Dot club Vernon and Wells Imperium in Imperio. Now to our show.
Oh, oh, you know what? It was so fun talking to Simon about um, that game. And there's another um, zombie game coming up too mm-hmm. that um, they're putting out. It, when did he say he was going to kickstart it? I it's going to kickstart in spring. Oh, okay. I have the note card on my table at home. I forgot, but it's, it's going to be in early spring. Oh, Rebecca, what did you think roll? about the interview, Rebecca? What did I think about it? I thought it was fabulous. That's right, you yes, did. It was a great interview. That's right. It was about an awesome the game interview. that mm-hmm. you heard about. And, and no, it was like the game looks great. It's like the apes are the good guys, the humans mm-hmm. are the bad guys, which kind mm-hmm. of just always true. That's right. Yes. He didn't talk role playing, or is it strict board, it's, or are there cards, or there's um, there's figures and there's Even trees. Even I was there right. at the interview and thought it was and fabulous. I need some refreshments. Yeah, it's it's um, the, the apes are trying to not get taken over by the humans. Yeah, it's so, pretty good. Ain't he wouldn't tell story. us some. He wouldn't tell us some of the scenarios, but I said. Yeah. Is there a dam in it? It's like, mm. Damn so I think there's a dam in it. You mean like damn those dirty apes? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Very good. Oh. You're good. I need a little snare drum. All right. You need a snare drum. So, uh, next time. What else do we have next on the interview? Well, do you want to do interviews? The, do you want to do the review or the interview? Hmm. You know what? Let's do a review. Let's do the review. It's going to be a brink of war. Yes. Um, that's the Race for the Galaxy expansion. Mm-hmm. And thank you. Temple Games for giving us access to that. Yes. Access to that. So thank you. And thank you to Doug and Kelly, who always do our sake. Doug and Kelly are awesome. Doug yes, and they Kelly. Are. I love Doug and Kelly. They are awesome. They are awesome. Geek's Tabletop Game Review is next. Go. Yay. Hey, Geeks. <laughs> it's Doug here again with another Geek's Tabletop Game Review. And as always, I am joined by... Kelly. Kelly, yes. Introduce yourself, Always Kelly. Always Kelly. Yes. Unlike still Paul. <laughs> Today we're doing a little bit something different. We're returning to one of our previous reviews to give a, a review of the expansions for that. We're coming back to the Race for the Galaxy mobile game uh, available on iOS and Android devices. Yes. Uh, this is going to be uh, a three-parter because we got three different expansions to go over and kind of talk about how they uh, play on the phone, and how they compare us to the card version. So yes. let's get into it. Get there, uh, Doug. Race for the Galaxy, the digital version of this was developed by Templegate Games, uh, just like the last time. They did Ascension as well on, on Steam. Okay. I think we talked about that last time a little bit. Yes. I still have yet to try it on Steam. It's the same people as before. S- see if it works on Steam VR. Who knows? That would kind of be then cool. Then you're doing a port review, Doug. Yeah. All right. So back into this. So the first expansion that came out was Gathering Storm, which was the first expansion for Race for the Galaxy. It adds quite a few things to the game. There's now first goals, uh, which are if you're the first to do something like this, you gain a token worth victory points at the end of the game. Very it's simple. Interesting addition. Mm-hmm. There's one for having different types of planets that produce goods having a power for each of the different phases of the game. So not just like, oh, I'm just going to get these five victory point chips. There's kind of more harder ones to get. So forces you not necessarily to, to diversify, but make sure that you stop and check. Mm-hmm. See what other people are doing, see if maybe you can stop them from getting that. They also added the most goals, and this is kind of along the lines of, I don't think you've played uh, Elysium. No. I have not. Uh, it's a pretty good game. We'll, we'll probably play it some other time. So these most goals are like in Elysium. If you get a certain number of cards, you get to claim these, but they can be taken from you. 
if someone else exceeds the amount that you have. Like the longest road in Catan. Like longest road in Catan, yes. Uh, but at the end of the game, if there are still some unclaimed left, or if people are still tied for some, the person that doesn't hold the tile still gets a three-point uh, victory chip. So they're they're still kind of good at getting this goal, but not as good as the person that got it first. Yes. Yeah. Small things like that. Semi-shared victories, like you got close, but the game ended before you could take it from them kind of thing. Yeah, things like that. It also adds solitary rules, uh, which has you playing against a robot opponent that uses uh, a player match for the opponent as well as dice uh, for that to select their actions for their turn. It was implemented fairly well. I haven't played the full solitaire game because I don't care for solitaire games because I might as well just play against another opponent making real choices. I mean, unless you don't have internet. Yeah, unless you don't have internet. But you can still play against the AI without the internet. So, Well, that's the point. If you have the internet, you might as well go find another player who's currently on and playing. But if you don't have the internet, play the AI. Yeah, you can play the AI. But, I mean, in solitaire rules, it's you versus just one other robot opponent. Yes. Yeah. But the the robot's actions are determined by randomly rolling dice, not it using the AI to select what it wants to do based on cards in its hand and what's in this tableau. Oh, okay. Yeah. A little bit different than... A little bit different. ...than playing against the AI. Uh, it also includes drafting rules for two to three players, which it's got a pretty unique set of drafting rules. Uh, you'll get your first starting world pre-selected and then the rest will get shoveled into the play deck and you'll deal out five cards each player, draft them, and then draw out five more cards, draft those. So you're basically building out your deck that you want to play from uh, by drafting it. If you want to go military or import-export, all that kind of stuff. It allows you to streamline your deck rather than just hoping your cards work together. So the... The Gathering Storm implemented a few kind of new mechanics to the game with the first and most goals. As it's well the first as, expansion, right? It is the first expansion, okay. yeah. So. I was going to say, this is like the best one. Well, it's because it's the first. It's the first one, yeah. Uh, I kind of liked it. The new the new cards and some new abilities were pretty nice. I do like the first goals and the most goals. They add a little bit more depth to it rather than just, oh, I'm just going to race and get all these victory point chips. Yeah. I want... I want to catch a mechanic because those victory point chips in the center are limited for each game based on number of players. So I want to have something else that I can get uh, points with if I'm a little bit behind. And that's a little bit of a catch-up thing, uh, a little bit of a more strategic thing as well. So I like it. Yeah, versus the players that just hope to end the game as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get six planets right now. Yeah, things like that. Next is the Rebel versus Imperium. Uh, expansion. This one adds a... Oh, also I didn't add... Gathering Storm added a fifth player to the game. Uh, Rebel vs. Imperium adds a sixth player, and also drafting rules for up to five players. So, with more cards you can... Why would you add a sixth player and only drafting rules for five players? It's the amount of cards that you draft to build your deck with. And I kind of get it. It's a little limited thing like that. Oh, so there's extra left over that that people couldn't end up with, yes. Okay. That would go to player keep, number six. You'll keep drawing five each time you draft until each player can't draw five. Okay. It's a little weird thing like that. It's not I mean, that bad. It sort of makes sense. 
Yeah. There's also added new goals to the game for uh, first and most goals, uh, like from Gathering Storm. Cool. So a little bit like that. There are also takeovers. So with takeovers, you can steal use other an players' action. planets. You can steal other players' planets, but they're only military planets. And mm. there's certain requirements for you to do. Uh, there's Imperium seat takeovers, and there's uh, Rebel seat takeovers. And they require... It makes sense. A rebel wouldn't want to attack another rebel world. Yeah. They require certain types of cards in your tableau, like an imperial card or a rebel card in your tableau, for you to be vulnerable to attacks. And it's a nice mechanic for stealing points back and forth from each other. I kind of liked it. I didn't... It's a mole. It is a little bit, yeah. If, if you have rebel worlds with imperial cards, you have a mole. I can see that a little bit. <laughs> considering it that but it's it's a little bit you have this world and it's a little bit vulnerable for me to take over it so i'm going to send my my huge military power to take over it okay your other military planet so it's a small thing yeah all right and then we get into brink of war brink of war requires uh both previous expansions to play which can add a lot of new mechanics to the game if you just play all three all the way through just right off the bat. But you do have to get them in order. You do have to get them in order, yeah, because Rebel Imperium requires Gathering Storm and Brink of War requires Rebel versus Imperium and a Gathering Storm. Only because it has cards that deal with the previous mechanics. Yeah. The, the big thing in Brink of War is it has a prestige system where you can gain prestige tokens during the game that you can use for certain bonuses. Like, it allows you to search for a certain type of card, something that gives you... Like, a world that gives you... Or, no, it was was a power that gives you... That lets you consume two or more goods, certain military worlds of certain strengths, certain uh, worlds that produce goods. So, if you're... Do you think the expansion adds anything? It does add a little bit, because if you have the most prestige at the start of a round... You get to gain a victory point chip, you get to draw a card. Mm, and you free gain, victory points. You get bonuses for having the most prestige, but it's checked at the end of every turn. Okay. Uh, but there's also other mechanics to the prestige system. You get a new action to uh, search or do the bonus action, which you can only do once per game. So it gives you, if you want to use it early, if you have the prestige to do it then... Or hold on late to try and get something that will be worth a lot of points to you. You have those options. Or some, yeah. It, so, it, I guess it depends on, once again, the drafting of the deck you're going to build. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Other than the prestige, uh, it adds more drafting rules for more players. I think okay. all the way up to the six players. So all of your six players can draft yeah. now. But that includes using all of the expansions. That would make so, sense. Yeah. Yeah. I've played a little bit with the AI. I haven't done all the way up to six players, but I've done four players. And it seems fairly well uh, streamlined and automated for what the AI has been doing. I didn't do a full game to test out the the solitaire rules, but they seem decent, decently implemented in the game. Okay. So this is on the iOS. How does it compare to the actual game? I haven't played the actual physical copy of these expansions yet. Okay. Uh, But I would assume it's the way that it's automated, it works fairly well. Fairly similar to how it would 
with the actual physical copy of the game. Yeah, because we'd played the the original physical copy without any expansions, and then mm-hmm. we played the iOS, and it plays relatively similar. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're playing on a phone instead of with actual cards. Yeah, the I would say that the the mobile version of the game is a little bit better experience playing the game because rather than you have your action selection cards in your hand, you have them along the side that you yeah. can choose from. But vice versa. But on the other hand... There's less things to mentally have, worry about yeah, and try and keep track of. In the physical game, you have references that you can easily look at to, to tell you what this does, what these actions do, things like that. But you have your, you have your pros and cons between the two. Uh, it's definitely a good game to take on the road with you because it plays fairly quick. Oh, yeah. And you can, come, you can pause and come back and have multiple concurrent online games going, which is always nice. Yes. So these are on iOS and the App Store. They're five dollars each, three or five dollars, four or five dollars each. So it's not too bad. Yeah. But like before, you do have to buy Gathering Storm to play Rebel vs Imperium and both of the previous ones to play Brink of War. They should just do a package deal. Like if you buy just Brink of War, it'll automatically install the other ones. Maybe. They they might even do that. That'd I know cool. I know Ascension did it for theirs when they implemented their mobile version. <laughs> no. Yes. Doug just threw my pencil. <laughs> well, you're you're messing about. So it's because it's, it's time to end the review, Doug. Yes, it is. So I liked it. It's pretty decent. I still want to play physical games with people and just to have that social interaction, but oh, yeah. this is another game that's still a good implementation of the physical game, and I would definitely it recommend it. transfers well to computer. Yes, to mobile. As always, if you have any requests or want us to play something specific, review something specific, shoot us a line at geeksofcascadia at gmail.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash geeksofcascadia or gamesplusvoa. That was so cool. Oh, my God. Are you you going to get that game on your phone? I totally am. I totally am. I love phone games. What are you, Android? Uh, Yes. Android. Wait, yes as in you have a phone? or? Uh, (laughs) You're like a a data? So I don't know what I have. Your nerd creed is not working. Phone games are are definitely (laughs) on my list. I heard that, by the way. Yes, well. But it sounds fun. You'll get you, your you, need, you need to be more nerdy. Oh, yeah. She went to Mock's boarding house for a Lady Planeswalkers night. So I did. Sure. You oh, did? Nerd cred is like up here. Yeah, yeah. And I got Tell shirts us about it. Tell us about Lady Planeswalkers. And she bought Codames duets. Well, mm-hmm. is that a chicken? Do I hear a chicken? There's no chicken. Okay, sorry. Who's talking to the microphone? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was cool. Well, I, I ended up not playing Magic because it cost $30 and I oh. had $30 at the time. And I decided I'd rather just just immerse myself in D&D, especially since we're on the cusp of new characters, and mm-hmm. I just can't go there right now. But yeah, we played uh, Code Names. We took some games, went to the bar, and uh, played Code Names, and it was cool, and I mm-hmm. bought it. Played that drink game. Yes. Oh, oh, Alex Jarabic. That was great. Together. Our guy. My friend yeah. that I went there with was on top of it because a lot of that stuff is so happens all the time that you cool. don't notice cool. it and tell the person to drink. But yes, couple couple great games. I like that place, but I I yeah, magic we'll we'll do that. 
Crap. And some other time. Okay. By the way, if you like Drink or or Alex Jarabas games, Conspire, mm-hmm. please go on Amazon and mm-hmm. review them, especially about from Amazon. Yes. Because Amazon is sorting through their non- um, Amazon purchased reviews. And Drink and is a great game. Yes. I actually can't speak enough about it, and it's super portable, and it's super easy, and even drunk people can play it, and it's brilliant. It's and kind of brilliant. Check it out on Cherry Pick Games. CherryPickGames.com. That's right. So, Paul, what's next? We are Drink going to talk that. to um, Jody Merch from D and D Adventures League. Oh yay! We did Adventures League at, at Dragonflight. Dragonfly. That's it was right. Fantastic. I did this double search thing and crushed a guy with my giant axe. It was great. It was pretty cool. It felt I great got, to be like a tank, huh? I got to play for a player. Yeah, it didn't take a whole lot to be a, to be a tank. You, you just kind of stand there. You know, it's the first time I played a dwarf in that. Yeah, I kind of liked it. It's pretty cool. Okay, no. I'm never going to no. do it again. I mean, it was cool, but <laughs> well, you it's just were like not my a thing. dwarf cleric herbalist. Herbalist? I think so. Herbalist? Yeah, you grew plants and stuff. I, I, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, fat. Let's check out the interview. It's not a Hufflepuff. This section of the podcast is brought to you by Around the Table, Linwood's premier game store and hangout for game lovers of all ages. Buy a game, play one of ours, or join us for a drink. Whichever you choose, you'll have a great time. Around the Table Game Pub. Now back to our show. Hey, geeks. uh, Blue Samurai here. I am also with Paul, and we're interviewing Jody, who is uh, a, she calls herself a community, her community coordinator for Adventures League. Yes. Um, keeping it all legal, of course. Um, and we are here at OrcaCon, and you are kind of heading this up, right, at OrcaCon? Uh, well, David Thompson's heading it up. I came down from Portland to support him, up from Portland to mm-hmm. support him and help him organize his event this weekend. So... Uh, tell me, Adventures League, can you tell us a little bit about it? So Adventures League is Dungeons & Dragons. It's our official campaign setting where mm-hmm. you can pick up a character and play anywhere in the country. You don't have to have that character stay with any specific DM. As you gain XP, your character will develop and continue to play modules mm-hmm. throughout time. Now, the adventure storylines are about six months long, and we have a lot of fun with that. Now, you, you welcome players of all levels, like people who haven't left the player? Oh, yeah, we have lots of learn-to-play. Which are great, even for children. We have like a lot of DMs who specialize in children at different events. Sometimes, all the way to veterans. We are always welcoming veterans to come mm-hmm. try Adventures League too. So this is a a good place to go to your local game store because I know you have it there, or go to a convention and just pick up a game, even though you've never played before. And yeah. I, and I've seen you guys do. In fact, I think my son Winston uh, at uh, Dragonfight. You know, awesome. So he just got into it. Yeah. You can show up, grab a pre-generated mm-hmm. character sheet. You don't have to know anything about mm-hmm. number crunching or anything like that. And just jump into the game, and the DM will help you. Like, they probably have loaner dice for you. And they'll just be like, okay, roll a d20 to do this. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to know how to play the game at all to get started. That's awesome. And so, do you load this? They give you a number or something like that. I don't know what you're supposed to do oh, with that afterwards. Your DCI number. So okay. your DCI number is a number that Wizards of the Coast gives out that helps keep track of what you've played. Okay. And it doesn't, for D&D, it doesn't keep track of it online, but it does help support your local game store yeah. to just get better content for you faster. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, and the great thing, too, is when my son was doing it, you know, he, he got interested into it, but if he wanted to do a different character, the DM said, oh, 
you can actually change it. Uh, there's just like a certain cutoff point. Yeah, though. up to level four, you can change anything except for the name of your character. Mm -hmm. And there's no restriction on that. So right. like your XP and gold will stay the same and your name. But you can change your race, your class, your background, anything about your character. You're like, I'm not really feeling a fighter. Yeah. I want to heal people. Right. It's totally okay. We'll help you do that. Or you can probably find a DM who can help you change your character. Right. So tell me what or how do you pick these adventures? Okay, so the adventures are actually released by Wizards of the Coast. Um, mm -hmm. Every six months they release a season of adventures and mm -hmm. we're in season seven right now okay. and so like they'll have a theme of seasons and so each event we tend to have the newest adventures the most exciting new things that mm -hmm. people haven't played yet and every event will run those newer adventures mm -hmm. sometimes some of the old ones that's how we choose them right so basically it's uh it, it kind of coincides with some of their big releases i know with uh storm king's thunder they had something that go up that actually paul and i played oh yeah uh, and then we ended up playing storm king's thunder which awesome. was kind of neat because we were able to level up a little bit before actually going into the, the hardcover mm -hmm. adventure and now um we know Tomb of Annihilation has been out for yes. a few months, and you got, I think right now you're running the Portnari and Zaru. Uh, right now campaign. we're running the, we are running the D&D Open, which is okay. a large event that's only run a few times in the whole area. We ran it in Portland, and mm -hmm. this is the only time they'll be running it in Seattle, where it's a competitive tables gaining points, mm -hmm. rushing towards the end. And this oh, is wow. actually the intro to Tomb of Annihilation, where the death curse comes out. Oh, okay. Uh, just have the dinosaur races and everything? Uh, the dinosaur races happen after that, <laughs> oh, okay. timeline-wise. All right. Blue Samurai is obsessed with the dinosaur That's right. races. Oh, there's so much fun dinosaur racing. <laughs> we did that. We, we actually played this adventure at uh, Dragonflight last time. So City on the Edge, cool. where you guys were running the dinosaurs and then had the dinosaur fight? Well, it was uh, our DM was really cool. Uh, he really made the dino races very simplistic. Okay. Um, if you remember that. Yeah, very <laughs> so, simplistic. Yes. Yeah. But it was fun, though. Yes. <laughs> we wanted to go into the, the fighting. We want to make sure we got to the end. Yeah. 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 So, uh, it's been a couple of months now, so mm -hmm. there's, I'm sure there's another big release. I know Wizards is keeping it tight. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, unfortunately, I'm under an NDA, so I can't tell you anything about the new season coming up, but it's going to be really good. Man, I, I failed my charisma roll. I, yeah, I tried really hard. Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> Now, you mm -hmm. also work on other conventions mm -hmm. in the Portland area? Yes. So, what, tell us a little bit about that. So, we have a bunch of conventions that come through in Portland that we run D&D at. So, there's GameStorm in March, that's a big D&D convention. And then, surprisingly enough, KamoraCon in October, which is an mm -hmm. anime convention, we have a very large presence there. Wow. Cool. So, those are our two big cons. These are the small cons that have it, mm -hmm. but all of our shops in that area, we have over 3,500 people on our meetup group looking for games anytime. So, and so, how does the, this Adventures League set up? Um, obviously, you got its cons and the game stores, and and people and are connected. And, yeah, how, how does this. How does this work? How, if, if I were like, if I wanted to start one, or somebody wanted to start one, or they want to contact um, somebody in there, how, how do you do it? Well, the fastest way to do that is get online and go to Adventures League. I think it's .org, and that has all the information on Adventures League. It'll have like a little player's guide on how to get started, a DM's guide on how to get started, and then you can go to DM's Guild and pick up Adventures League modules and just jump in and play right there. So you don't have to actually play Adventures League in stores. You can follow those rules and play it at home and take those characters to conventions. Oh, okay. Awesome. 
And how long have you been doing this? Uh, Adventures League, I started as soon as Adventures League started in 2014 now. Okay. So. And I know we talked before this when it was like, uh, was it Living Greyhawk or? Yeah, or I wasn't you? involved back then because I was in college. Oh, okay. You, you wanted to get your degree. That's very yeah. important. That's good. <laughs> That's a good thing to do. <laughs> now, of course, we're at OrcaCon, and it seems like you guys have been really busy at Every this convention. Every table Yeah. Did you get more tables yesterday? It seems like... Uh, I think we pulled some tables out just to, like, give extra game space okay. at yeah. multiple times. We had, like, some jump-in DMs who stepped up to the awesome. bat. Right. There's actually DM rewards for doing that, too. Oh, wow. And you had... All levels here, right? Someone you could start off first level. Someone said you had a seventeenth or twentieth. That's not true, right? Or, we did. We had some tier four content. Wow. Tier, okay. I, I'm not sure if we had tier five, which is nineteen twenty, but yeah. I've always I, I've never taken a character all the way like to twentieth level. I've always wanted to do that. I, it's a lot. Of I work. missed my opportunity. Is is it possible to start? You know, like on the Friday of a convention at first level and end up on Sunday at 20th? Unfortunately not. Um, I started in 2015 with a character, mm-hmm. and I do DM more than I play, but that character is only level 16, but that's because I DM 90% of the time. Okay. But you can get to level mm-hmm. 20 maybe in three months of playing once or twice a week. Right. Okay. And you can do it through the Adventures League by hitting, hitting these conventions. That's how you would do it. Though it would be pretty hard. I'm sure the having these epic levels, I guess, would be a lot harder to find. We pre-planned those way in advance and we let players know on like the Adventures League Facebook groups and mm-hmm. stuff that those are coming up and people pre-sign up for those so that we can run them. If we don't get player interest, we will just run lower tier stuff for them. Okay. Cool. So again, uh, if you could go ahead and plug the socials or any email addresses or Twitter, how we get a hold of you, how do we contact uh, the Adventures League? Well, for Adventures League, you can go to adventuresleague.org um, and check that out. I'm Jody. I'm not so much online. Like, if you're interested in talk, like, send me an email, you can send one to dndportlandal at gmail.com. That's okay. me. My work email address. And there's a Seattle D&D Adventures League Facebook page. Yes, there's yes. one for Seattle for sure. It's a very good one. That's how you find all meet groups here in Seattle. All right. Well, Jody, thank you very much thank for you. interviewing. See, thank it wasn't you. that bad at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't too nervous. I had Dr. Pepper make things All right. <laughs> Take care. Hey, that was a great interview. It was. Uh, you know, I, 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 I can't wait to Adventures League again. Joyce. Well, I, what was her name? I would like to do that in... So um, Jody Merch. That is Jody. very bad that you didn't know her name. Well, I We didn't. just came out of the interview, which was very That doesn't mean great. she wasn't awesome. It just she, means I suck with names. Okay, that's good. At least you admit that. So... <laughs> Um, I think I'm going to try Adventures League at the next Dragonflight, because that's what we did last time. Yes. And the great thing about Adventures League, it kind of keeps you up with the latest, um, they call it seasons, I guess, seasons Uh and and D&D. And of course, right now, it's uh, Tomb of Annihilation. Uh, Now, Wizards of the Coast have not announced their next season, what that next thing is, but I'm really anxious to see that. I think it'll be by the time uh, Dragonflight comes along. Yes. I have a question. Yes, Rebecca. I, I, has a question. I only went to OrcaCon for one day, and mm-hmm. so I didn't join an Adventures League because mm-hmm. I thought it would dominate my whole day. How long does it take? It's a couple hours. It's a couple it's hours. Really? Two hours or, two hours or four hours, right. depending uh, on which one. But, but a newbie, I kind of wish I would have done it. But a newbie can jump in. 
Yeah, okay. you, yeah, you would have liked it. I'm afraid now. I can't build my character no longer, as fast as you guys well, can. Oh, you don't do that. You just grab a pre-generated one. Yeah, oh. and you can try something new. Like yeah. you, you said, you don't like being a, a barbarian, which is really sad. You don't I did be not say that. I did not. No, you say did that. say that. You, just you did. Told me that. Tank. Tank. I don't want to be a tank. I want to be something else. That was not true. Squishy's rule. I love my character. Oh, Bill's not talking. So you're going to be a barbarian again? No. When you re- oh, well then I guess you're lying. Uh, what, are you, what are you thinking that about? That does not what are you mean thinking about being that next? I don't love Bex the Barbarian. I think that ranger thing kind of has... Ranger? Yeah, ranger. yeah, yeah. it's cool. It's got some, uh, you know, cool. you're strong, yeah. but you can do some yeah. shit. Yeah. I'm thinking about Eldritch Knight. Yeah. I'm going to be a sorcerer. Really? Yeah. Can I just kind of realized how limited the tanks were unless you... Roll really There's well. nothing wrong with tanks. Tanks are There's awesome. nothing wrong with them. They absorb all yeah. the hits. They go in there and they fight. True that. And then squishies are like, oh, let me throw my magic missile while hiding. <laughs> oh my God. While hiding. Right. <laughs> while hiding the shadows. Or unless you're or unless or you're a warlock and you throw your little two spells, it's like <laughs> how am I tired? Tired? You guys' asses with the fireball. <laughs> yes, oh my God. Well, I, I mean, you know, kind of. Yeah. Don't let, don't of course, that's an Undertorkina thing that so, I shouldn't be using. Right. Wait, that was the last interview, wasn't it? Was that the last interview? We have a it was. Interview. We're done. Oh, holy cow. We should probably... Do we have anything else to... We, we should be adding That's what we're going to talk about. Um, well, we should talk about how you get a hold of us. Oh, oh yeah. You go to the Geeks Cast Idea on Facebook. On the Twitters, mm-hmm. on Instagram, you can go at geeksofcascading at gmail.com. That's right. You can go to iTunes and review our podcast, which will be great. Yes. We need to come up with some sort of um, drawing thing for people who do that, by the way. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. And then we can maybe, give them a t-shirt. Maybe, maybe a t-shirt like this one. This is an awesome t-shirt. It is an awesome mm-hmm. t-shirt. You should do Brandy that. York Art. Uh-huh. We love Brandy York. We Sorry love. to overcome. Exactly. You guys should have a thing like Batman's little spotlight in the sky where people can like just find you by just putting a spotlight. And then we'll come roll mm-hmm. dice at them? Yes. 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 I love it. it sounds I great. love it. I know. Yes. So uh, don't forget to check us out on all the socials that Paul just said. Those things. And please review us again because on, we do on, need to review. On Facebook. Yes. Uh, on all of them, right? Yes. I mean... Google Play, Stitcher, they all have reviews. Board Game Geek. Remember, you can give us five stars. Five stars. And tell us we suck, and that's okay, but as long as we get the five stars. That's all That's all we ask for. Yes. Kind of sounds like cool. you guys are just whoring yourselves out. Well, we're stars. a little desperate. Yes. I we admit. Some reviews. I admit. We are, I, I'm a little, I'm a little They desperate. are unappreciated. It's true. But with that, because we are winding down, yes. I'm going to have to do my sign-off. So embrace the nerd. And I hope you make that saving throw. Cascadia podcast featuring Steve Hobbs, Paul Anderson, and Joe Costa. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. I don't hope you miss that saving roll. Stop doing that. <laughs>